Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. I want you to turn to your Bibles to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. I want to say this as you're taking up your Bibles. You know you really can't adore the Lord without saying something to the Lord. Did y'all hear what I just said? You can't adore the Lord without saying something to the Lord. And I had an opportunity to celebrate the life of our own sister Jacqueline uh, Pinkney on yesterday. And I reminded the congregation that the Bible declares in Psalm 34, verse 3, um, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us bless his name together. I want to give us an opportunity to adore the Lord together. So just with the fruit of your lips, begin to bless his name. Father, we bless you. God, you are worthy and worthy to be praised. God, we want you to know this morning, God, that we adore you. Come on, collectively, with the fruit of your lips, adore the Lord this morning. We honor you. God, we come to magnify your name together. Before we serve, before we do anything, before we lift a box, before we give out a toy, we want to adore you together. We adore you, God. Thank you, God, for your kindness towards us. God, you've been better to us, God, than we can be to ourselves. And for that, we say thank you. And every heart that believes said amen. Amen. Philippians chapter 3. I want us to go to verse number 12. I'm going to be reading verses 12 through 14. I got a lot to say in a little bit of time to do it. I never like feeling rushed with God's word um, because I believe this sermon series has been critical in our lives. Verse number 12 reads as thus, if you don't have your Bibles, it should be on your screen. The Bible says, not that I've already attained or am I already perfected, but I press on. Somebody say, I press. That I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward. To those things which are ahead. Somebody say, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul says in verse 12, not that I've already attained or already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister for these few moments that are mine from this subject, the oil in our press. Tell your neighbor there's oil in your press. If we can be honest, in the process of our press, it produces pressure. If we can be really honest, it's a it's a pressured field circumstance or environment when we press. There can be an intense sense of pressure. When we press to do right by others who have failed to do right by us, it causes a lot of pressure. There's somebody say, I have to press through it. 
when we press to remain faithful to a job that does not appreciate us. There's there's a lot of pressure in that. And when we press to love those who are unwilling to love us back, there can all cause us to feel a sense of pressure. And somebody may be asking me why. Because our press, watch this, is always a demand on our faith that our flesh continually wants to deny. Whenever God calls you to press, it's a demand on your faith that your flesh will always try to deny. Your your flesh will never want you to love somebody who won't love you back. Your, Your flesh will always want you not to do right by those who don't do right by you. Somebody say that there's pressure there. And many believers feel the pressure of their press because if I can be honest and not try to be so deep, our press is always difficult. When God asks us to press, it's not something that, oh, I'm just so excited that the Lord is asking me to press. Somebody say it's difficult. Our flesh will always declare when we have to press that I don't want to do that. Uh, My flesh will always say I don't like to do that. And then even more, our flesh will say, I don't need to do that. Y'all know how we'll justify. No, I don't need to do right by them if they're not going to do right by me. My flesh will always say, I don't need to do that. Because your press, watch this, is always a battle between your flesh and your faith. And this battle will always produce pressure. Somebody shout pressure. But here's the good news. God can use this pressure to produce oil in the life of a believer. In other words, I know we say this in the black church, but somebody say the anointing. And I want to get break that down because we make it sound so deep about what is the anointing. Everybody say they anointed. But I need y'all to understand this. And somebody may be saying, how do I know? In biblical times, anointing oil, which was used um, to uh, anoint God's priests, anoint God's kings and anoint God's chosen was produced by the pressing of olives. You could not get any oil without the pressing of olives. Uh, there, there could be no oil gained void of this pressure on the olive that was applied. And as it was then, so it is today. God has called us. He's commanded us. And he's better yet chosen us to press. And in order for God to produce oil in our lives, he has to use the pressure of our press to produce that oil. And the reason why many people who say they have a level of an anointing on their lives is really not anointing if you've never been through anything that causes pressure. I've got to endure some stuff that's going to that's gonna cause um, some level of pressure in my life for God to place anointing on my life. Y'all stand with me? So I can't be God's commanded. I can't be God's called. I can't be God's chosen without pressure. Uh, And somebody may be saying, if this is the case, then the critical question we got to ask ourselves is, what is the anointing? What does it mean for the Lord to produce oil in our lives? One Greek translation of the word anointing is chrisma, and I believe it's on our screen. Uh, Notice what this word means. It means to enable, to equip, or to empower through the means of the Holy Spirit. This means God wants to use the pressure of our press, watch this, so that the Holy Spirit might enable us for another level of work in him. That the Holy Spirit might equip us for another level of work in him and empower us for another level of work in him. So in other words, the anointing is beyond your gifts. All of us have been given gifts, but watch this. You can have a gift and not be enabled for God's work. 
you can have a gift that has no power of the Holy Spirit to do the work that he wants you to do. Many people can sing and operate in gifts, but it can't break yokes. So if I'm going to have a level of gift, watch this, I want anointing. And many people don't get to the place of being anointed because we don't like the pressure of our press. Somebody say endure the pressure. We only have access to that anointing if we're willing to, um, to press, endure the pressure of our press. But even more, I think it's critical to know what type of, of anointing or oil is produced in our lives as a result of this pressure. What does the pressure from our press enable, equip, and empower us to do? And I believe we find the answers to these questions in our foundational text. In Philippians chapter 3, I need us to understand that we find Paul detailing his willingness to press and what the Lord would anoint him to do as a result of this press. And somebody may be saying, why is this significant? Because I need us to understand that in where we find Paul in this text is that he had already been persecuted. He had already been punished by the Roman guards and he had already find himself in prison. Somebody say Paul was in prison. Why am am I detailing this before we jump into our text? That means that nothing can confine us to the degree that we can't choose to press. Y'all know a lot of times we like to say the circumstances are too tough for me to press. But Paul says, listen, I've been persecuted. I've been punished. And matter of fact, I'm already in chains, but I'm still choosing somebody say to press. And this is why Paul says this. And, um, and notice what Paul says in Philippians chapter one, verse 13. I don't think I put it on your screen, but notice this. It says, as a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I'm in chains for Christ. Somebody say he was in prison. So despite Paul's literal chains, he chose to endure the pressure of his press. And this is why the Holy Spirit was in, uh, was able to enable him, equip him and empower him. Somebody say, I'm without excuse. I know they're picking on you on your job, but you can still press. I know you feel like you don't have all the resources and that nobody's helping you. But somebody say, I can still press. I know your pastor has not acknowledged the gift on your life. But somebody say, I can still press. Paul was in chains, literal chains. And Paul said, I'm going to still endure the pressure of my press. So let me walk the text because I know we got a lot of serving to do this morning. But notice what verse number 12 says. The Bible says, not that I've already attained or, uh, or am I already perfected. Here's what I need us to understand. If we allow it, our press comes to give us clarity about who we are. One of the good things about press, it gives us clarity. Y'all know how we always trying to figure out who am I in God? What has he called me to be? Maybe God is trying to use the press in your life to give you clarity about who you are. Somebody may be saying, what do I mean? Uh, our press will reveal what's still in us. And I think I'll put this on our screen. Your press will tell you what needs to be purified. Your your press will tell you what God has yet to do in us. He will reveal that I thought that the potential that I did not know was there. And then watch this. At times what God has deposited in us, when you press, you don't realize how much power you had. Somebody say it gives me revelation. So when you press, it reveals some stuff. In other words, it anoints us for revelation. And this is why Paul was able to say in our foundational text, not that I've already attained or I'm already perfected, because if we can be honest, watch this. You really don't know what needs to be perfected in you until you face pressure. 
You, 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 you really don't know. You quote scripture. You feel like you done been in the prayer closet, but it's not until you face pressure that you know, oh, I need to be perfected in this area. Listen, when folk try you and you did not realize I needed to be perfected, right? You don't know that your patience needs perfecting until your patience is under pressure. How many people know that? Y'all know. My, my wife loves to say that I'm, she, I'm one of the most patient people she knows. Can, we can be, and y'all know Chick-fil-A line be long. And it will test your patience. Watch this when you hungry. And you did not know that your patience needed perfecting until your patience, watch this, face pressure. And watch this. Uh, many of us did not know that our tongue needs perfecting until your tongue is under pressure. Somebody say pressure. And watch this, you don't know that your faith needs perfecting until your faith is under pressure. Watch when, when you get that diagnosis that you did not expect. When you get that call that you did not expect. And then your faith comes under pressure. You did not know, oh, my faith ain't as strong as I thought it was. Somebody say, it's revealed under pressure. And this means, watch this, pressure is many times necessary to reveal what and where we need perfecting. Oh, somebody say pressure is good. And many of us never realize what we need perfecting in because we run away from pressure. God, that's too much, that's too tight, and God is really trying to reveal what I need perfecting in. Notice what 1 Corinthians um, chapter 3, verse 13 says. Each one's work will become clear. Somebody say revelation. For the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and watches and the fire. Somebody say the pressure will test each one's work of what sort it is. Watch this because the pressure of our press is what God uses to point out in us what needs to be perfected. God is saying you want to know who you are. You want to know what's in you. I got to take you through pressure because that's the only thing that's going to test what's inside me. See, y'all thought it was y'all thought it was coming to church and showing folk that you know how to worship. You thought it was coming to church and showing folk you know how to shout and dance. And God says the real test of what's inside you, somebody say it's pressure. It's pressure, it's pressure. But see, some of y'all don't like that kind of test. And here's a word of wisdom. Herein lies one of the reasons that many people stop their press. It's not, watch this, that you did not have the ability to run on. Many don't like what their press revealed. Did y'all hear what I just said? It's not that God is not giving you. And remember, I said one of the things when we press, God imparts power. So God gives us the strength to run on. But many of us stop when we see, ooh, that's inside of me. And I don't want anybody to see. Because here's really what the case is. We don't like that what is revealed in our press to become public. Did y'all hear what I just said? No, that can't be in the pastor. I don't want it to become public. And under pressure, the stuff that needs to be perfected, somebody say it, be, it becomes public. Oh, y'all don't like that. Y'all don't like that. Watch this. You didn't want your press to reveal what it revealed to become public. Because watch this. The pressure um, revealed your lust. Did y'all hear what I just said? See, some people like to think they're delivered because they, they just think they want to say I'm delivered. But get your behind around somebody that's real fine as wine and you realize your lust has not been delivered. So now, y'all, 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 watch this. 
I heard one pastor say that they had to stop doing the little offering lines because the women would come into church dressed any kind of way and the ushers, watch this, were distracted. In other words, there was pressure in the church and what needed to be perfected in them, somebody say it became public. The pastor say, no, we got to stop that. Watch this. The pressure revealed, watch this, your lying tongue. And even the pressure could reveal your unholy life. Watch this. Don't be shamed now about what your pressure reveals. Just sanctify yourself. Somebody say sanctify yourself. This is why David declared this in Psalm 1912. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from my secret faults. In other words, watch this. David is saying, what faults of mine which were once secret sanctify me in them. Here's good news. Whenever stuff that is revealed that needs to be perfected in my life, all I got to do to declare to God is sanctify me in this. I ain't got to be have no shame. I ain't got to try to create no other secrets. Watch this because all of us have secrets. See, y'all don't like that. Somebody say this pastor too. So when what's been secret is now revealed, all I got to do is ask God to sanctify me. Who tell your neighbor, just ask God to sanctify you. Hey, Mother Alvaro, do me a favor. Look at, my, look at that backpacking and will you get my um, towel? Um, give us revelation concerning the secret things within us. So the question, watch this, thank you, is not if we have a desire to be um, endure pressure, but the real question is, is do we desire to be perfected? Did y'all hear what I just said? When pressure comes up in my life, don't be asking, do I have desire? Don't nobody ask me, do I have desire? The real question is, do you want to be perfected? Because if you allow the pressure in your life to do the work that God is calling it to do, really what he's saying is I want to reveal some stuff in you that needs to be, somebody say, perfected. Oh, that's good news to me that this pressure anoints us for revelation. Because hear this, it makes no sense to pursue Christ if you don't have a desire to be perfected. Colossians 1.28 admonishes us to present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. And this is why our press anoints us for revelation, that we might be presented perfect in Christ Jesus. Uh, therefore, our prayer must be that as we endure the pressure of our press, that the Holy Spirit might enable us, equip us, and empower us. That he gives us revelation concerning we, who we are. That's good news to me. Y'all will never know who you really are until you endure pressure. Somebody say, I need to endure pressure. So here's the next thing, and I'm going to be out your way. The Bible says uh, in the latter portion of verse number 12, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. To know Christ through proclamation, somebody say his word is to only know God in part. You've got a lot of believers that only know God by his word. But if you only know God by his word, you don't really know him. Somebody say, you really don't know him. And, and so void of enduring pressure, you really don't know God. Because watch this, in pressure, God reveals to you who you are, and he also reveals you to, um, to you who he is. You really don't know God until you go through pressure. So God is saying, watch this, I'm trying to reveal myself unto you. Uh, and this is the reason that many believers really don't know God is because many believers run away or run out on pressure. Notice what Paul declares in our, the reason that he presses in our foundational text. That I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. 
In other words, Paul is saying that he wants to know the depths and the details of Christ, of why this Christ would die for a sinner like him. He's saying, I need to understand this relationship you have with me. So in other words, this pressure anoints us for relationship. Somebody say relationship. Relationship. Because watch this. You can only understand the depths of God's love and the details of God's long suffering for us while under pressure. We, it's not when everything is easy that you understand his love. Somebody say it's under pressure. It's not when everything is easy that you understand God's long suffering for, for you. Somebody say it's under pressure. Because everybody can shout about God. Everybody can declare the goodness of God when all is well. But you really don't know him until you know him, somebody say, through pressure. And that's why many of y'all don't know him now, because y'all don't want to go through pressure. Somebody say, don't know him in part. Watch this. This is why just a few verses earlier in our foundational text, notice what Paul declares in verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. Because it's not when life is easy that you know him, but when you have to endure life that you know him. This is when the, 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 the most revelation that I received about God is when not when life was easy, but when I had to endure. Listen, I say this all the time, but but and I and I say this quite often when I when I raised a, a, a young man and I thought that he was my son for four years and I get a call that he's no longer my son. That's when I know God. I knew God and that I didn't know God. And, and when life was easy is when you get that call that was unexpected. And then God forces you to know some things about him that you did not know until you had to endure somebody say pressure I want to know God like that and watch this it was dealing with the pressure of that divorce is where many of us knew him it was dealing with the pressure of people who deceived us is when we really knew him Watch this, and even more, it's dealing with the the pressure of the death of a loved one is when we really knew him. Well, God, you got to help me with this one. This this thing hit me, and I did not expect it, and this is when God really reveals himself. And many of us cry, we get on the altar, we ask God to not take us through this, and what God is saying, you really don't want to know me. All I'm trying to do is not only reveal what's in you, but I need you to reveal this relationship that I have. Somebody say with you. That's good news to me, y'all. So so when we have to endure the difficulties of life, watch this is where you really know him. So 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 doctrine, watch this, may introduce you to God, but it will be the pressure of the difficulties of life where you will know God. Doctrine, this is what I'm doing up here. This will introduce you to God. But watch this, you don't know him until you have to endure the difficulties of life. And many people, this is why you got to be careful about these seeker-friendly churches that only teach you that life is going to be well and it's all going to be well. And this is when people get a negative, watch this, perception of God. Because all they told me that life would be good, life would be easy, that I would be in abundance and prosperity. And then when life really hit me, I'm like, hold on. This the God y'all said that I serve. You un- you're introduced to him through doctrine. But somebody say it's the difficulties of life. 
Because watch it, you'll never know him as a keeper until he has to keep you through the divorce. You'll never know him. You'll never know him, watch this, as a hedge of protection until that you see. You know, me and my wife and my, my mom, who's here, I love her dearly, with my two kids, were driving. We were driving back home, and it was just a serious accident. And we were like, Lord, protect him. But you don't know him as a hedge of protection until you can see that he'll push the drunk driver on the other side. Watch this. And that, this is why I love... You got to have test. I know we don't have testimony service like we used to in the, in the old church, but you never know him as a healer until he heals you from a disease that took somebody else out. So I love Miss Alvera because she knows him. Somebody say she knows him. We can preach that he's a keeper, but has he ever really kept you? Watch this. That means if you don't know him, you may need to reassess your willingness to endure the pressure of your press. Watch what Matthew 1 23 reminds us. It reminds us, the Bible talks about this and it's good that it's in the holiday, in the Christmas season, that he's Emmanuel, God with us. In other words, he is with us before the press, in the press, and through the press. Somebody say he's God with us. In other words, therefore, your inability to endure the pressure of your press will hinder your ability to identify who who God is before pressure, in pressure, and through pressure. He's God with us. So what God is trying to say is that you're not in the pressure alone. But if you allow yourself, watch this, I know we, y'all done heard it about the three Hebrew boys who are in the um, fiery furnace. It's just like that in life. God says, I'm with you. I'm Emmanuel, God with us. So what he's trying to say, if you can endure, you'll see me before the pressure. If you can endure, watch this, you'll even find my comfort in the pressure. And then watch this, if you'll endure, you'll know the God that kept you through the pressure. I want to know, somebody say, I want to know God like that. And when you know God like that, you believe God on another level. Many people, and this is why the Bible says that we go from faith to faith. And many of y'all are still at the faith of your salvation because you won't allow yourself to know God from faith to faith. You don't endure pressure to know him. Watch this in another way. Tell you, neighbor, I want to know him in another way. Watch this. How close you are to God is many times determined by your willingness to choose to endure the pressure of your press. Notice when the New Living Translation of 34, Psalm 34, 18 declares, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Somebody say under pressure. pressure. When the pressure of your press seems overwhelming, you must ask yourself, do I want to know him? That's the critical question, because what's going to keep you to be able to endure and to be anointed through your pressure is you got to ask yourself, do I want to know him? Ask your neighbor, do you want to know him? So it anoints us for relationship. I said, uh, now let's look at verse number 13 and we're going to be done, y'all, because we need to go. Um, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. One of the reasons that we're ordained to press is so that we can let go of what we're not ordained to hold on to. How many of y'all know that you got people that are saved, that are believers, that are holding on to things in their life that God never ordained for them to hold on? 
to. So God says, I'm going to take you through this pressure. Watch this so that you can let go of things that you somebody say too much baggage. We've got believers with baggage. And God is saying, I'm trying to get you to put them bags down. Who it was? Erica Badu. Bag ladies, bag men. Watch this. That means, watch this. Oh, hear this. Our inability to press through hurt, heartache, and hardship causes us to hold on to things that were never designed for our lives. Many of us, because we're faced with hardship, heartache, and hurt, we stop, we stop pressing. And what ends up having it, happening, somebody say we pick up baggage. You're going to pick up baggage along the way to deal with hurt, to deal with heartache, to deal with hardship that God never ordained for your life. How many of y'all know believers with bags? Uh, we know some believers that still got baggage. Uh, so hear this. What am I trying to say? Uh, God will never let the pressure of life that you must endure be in vain. He's saying, I'm not going to let this pressure be in vain. And many of us think that if I endure all of this, it's still going to be in vain. God will cause good to come out of the hurt, heartache, and hardship. In other words, watch this. God uses the pressure of your press to anoint you for recompense. Somebody say recompense. Here's one definition of the word recompense. To make amends or repay for their hurt, harm, or trouble suffered. Somebody say God, somebody say God will always repay. God ain't going to cause you to go through some stuff and not repay. Uh, Yet the sad reality is that believers never receive their recompense from the Lord because many believers never endure through the pressure. The only way that I have access to this recompense, this ability for God to repay for the hurt, the harm, or the trouble is that I endure through the press. I was talking to my wife about one of the saddest stories in the Bible. How many of y'all know the story of Tamar? Y'all know the story of Tamar? Absalom, David's son, raped her. And the Bible declares that she lived the rest of her days a desolate woman. In other words, she gave up her ability and her strength to live. So she was never eligible for her record. I said, God, that's just a sad story. Why would you say that she lived a desolate woman the rest of her days? Maybe it was because she never set herself up for recompense. God will never allow you to experience hurt, heartache, or hardship without giving you a level of, somebody say, recompense. Anybody that knows my wife's story, will t- she'll tell you. So this ain't nothing that nobody can go run around and say, did you know about this? She experienced childhood sexual abuse. And the only reason, watch this, that God could give her recompense through a book. That God could give her recompense that she can pour life into another woman. That God could give her recompense that she can stand boldly, watch this, but with, in the front of her predator is because she endured the pressure of her press. And God, watch this, is trying to anoint us for something greater, but many of us never endure the pressure. Somebody say, endure the pressure. God says, I've got this thing laid up for you. Huh. Watch this, because your recompense is on the other side of pressure. And here's what many people do. We get mad at God because of our press and because of the pressure. And watch this, all he's really trying to do is make way for your recompense. Somebody say, stop getting mad at God. You get mad at God and God says, I've only orchestrated the pressure to make way for your recompense. Matter of fact, he's trying to make room for recompense. Oh, that's good news to me, y'all. 
That's good news. Because while you're mad, you're just missing out on what's ordained for you. Somebody shout your recompense. And this is why Paul says in our foundational text, notice what he says. Forgetting those things which are behind. I know they hurt you. I know it caused you heartache. I know you think it was hardship. But he says, I reach forward to those things which are ahead. Paul is saying his ability to endure the pressure of his press is because instead of dwelling, watch this, on what the enemy did to me, his aim is to desire for what's entitled to him. Many of us dwell. We rest there on what the enemy did to us. And the reason why we never get make ourselves eligible for recompense is because I'm not so concerned about what the enemy did to me. I'm trying to receive everything that's entitled to me. Somebody say, I want what's entitled to me. But what's entitled to you is on the other side of pressure. I want what's entitled to me, and that's my recompense. Notice what Isaiah 35, 4 declares. Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong and do not fear. Behold, watch this, your God will, somebody shout will, will. come with vengeance. Somebody say with recompense of God. He will come and save you. In other words, when we're faithful to endure the pressure of our press, the Lord promises to be faithful with our recompense. Oh, that's good news to me, y'all. Some of us, we get so caught up in the one who offended us. We get so caught up in the plight that I done got, God, why this got to be me? Why me? Why I got to go through this? Why I got to do all of this? And all of that, you're missing out on what God has ordained for your life. He's saying, I've set aside recompense. Matter of fact, I'm making room for your recompense. But as long as you keep getting mad at me, as long as you keep your eyes on what the enemy did to you, somebody say, I miss out on my recompense. So God, as long as I have to endure this pressure, God, I know recompense is on the way. And here's a word of wisdom. This is why one of the tricks of the the enemy is to believe for you to believe that your press is unnecessary. He wants you to believe that your press won't change anything. And even more, that your press will make you look like a fool. But what the enemy is really trying to do is hinder your recompense. Did y'all hear what I said? Because here's what the enemy knows. If I can endure the pressure of my press, not only do I come through pressure, but I have the anointing on my life to pull somebody else out of pressure. So this is why when we're in face with pressure, one of the feelings that resonate in our mind, that this ain't necessary, that, that, that this ain't going to change nothing, that, that, that I'm going to look like a fool because folk going to see me pressing my way, and you ain't got to press your way. He done already did that to you. That's what they're going to say. But what the enemy is really trying to do is hinder somebody say my recompense. Don't let the enemy hinder your recompense. Because uh, hear, hear this, he does not want the Lord to deliver to you what's good from what he deemed for evil. And this is why the pressure of your press anoints you for recompense. Hear this, I'm done. The pressure that we endure from our press will always produce oil in our life. Somebody say always. always. You want anointing, you got to go through pressure. And there is an anointing that the Lord places on our life when, when we endure the pressure from our press. It causes the Holy Spirit to equip us, to enable us, and to empower us for the work of the Lord. And this is why the pressure of our press anoints us for revelation. Listen, you don't know who you are until you go through pressure. 
the stuff I need to be perfected in. God, I did not know that was there. Thank God for the pressure. It anoints us for relationship. I know this God that I talk about when I go through pressure. Y'all can talk about it. I don't want to talk about a God that I do not know. So God says, let me walk with you through pressure that I might reveal myself unto you. And watch this. He also anoints us for recompense. There, God is trying to say, don't pick up unnecessary baggage because I'm trying to make room for your recompense. Oh, that's good news to me. Yeah, and, and, but I believe beyond that, God anoints us for something greater. Notice what it says in verse number 14, and I'm done. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. In other words, our ability to endure the pressure of our press anoints us for another level of responsibility in God. Somebody say responsibility. Watch this. God can entrust us with another weight of his work when we can handle the weight of our press. Did y'all hear what I just said? He, God, the, the, the people that God uses for great exploits, the people that God uses, why God won't use me? Why, why God won't use me like that? Because he can't entrust you with another level of weight of his work if he can't see you enduring the weight of your pressure. So God says, listen, I want to anoint you for another level of responsibility in me. That's good news to me, y'all, that God will use me for greater exploits, greater capacities. But all of this is only, that anointing is only placed on my life, somebody say, through pressure. Let's stand to our feet. The day where we go out and we do outreach and people are really impacted is going to be by our anointing. Y'all know that? It's not going to be by marketing and not, it's not going to be by these t-shirts we got on. It's not even going to be, I was just, I, I'll say this, I, I, the, the sweetness of, of Sam playing this morning, it's not even going to be by that. It's going to be by the anointing on our life. And the only way that we get anointing is that if we go through the pressure of the difficulties of life, and I want God to give us another level of weight of his work that he can entrust us with. And if that's you, let us pray. Father, we thank you. We honor you, God, for your presence in this place. God, we honor you, God, for the pressure that you take us through. God, we looked at it as something that was ill and evil towards us. But God, now we know. You use it to anoint us. Some folk love to say they're anointed, but ain't been through nothing. Love to say they're anointed, but run out on the wrong diagnosis. They love to say they're anointed, but at the sign of trouble, they go the other way. But God, we want to be a people that you anoint. So cause us to endure the pressure of our press. God, cause us, God, to have revelation. And God, just because what you reveal to us now becomes public, God, all we'll do is ask you to sanctify us. The secret stuff, God, that pressure revealed. Sanctify us, God, we pray. Thank you, God, for revealing us in us, God, what needs to be perfected. And God, we thank you, God, that we know you through pressure. God, many folk don't really know you. They can sing about you. They can preach about you. But you don't know you until you got to go through the difficulties of life with you. Thank you, God, in this season that we can declare, God, that you are Emmanuel, God with us. Now, God, be with us before the pressure, in the pressure, and through the pressure. God, I pray, God, that you're setting us up and or better yet, God, making room for our recompense. I pray for every believer in this place that has been hurt. I pray for every believer in this place that has went through hardship. I pray for God, every believer in this place, God, that has gone through heartache. I pray for them, God. But God calls them to know, God, that you will repay. 
what the enemy meant for evil. God, you meant it for their good. So God, let us not pick up any unnecessary baggage. The makeup looks good, God, but it can't heal our hurts. The clothes look good, God, but it can't heal our heartache. God, we can keep our schedules busy, God, but it won't relieve the hardship. Let us not pick up unnecessary baggage, but God, set us up for recompense. And I pray, God, that we can be a people. This, the way Church of Tampa Bay and all those connected, anoint us for another level of weight of your work. God, trust us with that. When you find us, God, being able to handle the weight of the difficulties of life. We love you and adore you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. In every heart that believes, every heart that wants to be anointed, say thank God. And amen. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I don't believe we have any visitors today, but I'll say this for those of you who are watching online. There may be somebody who's saying, I need a relationship with God. If that's you, this is a great time to have a relationship with God. I just had to preside over the funeral of a young lady. I consider her young. She was in her 60s. Somebody say that's young. So in other words, no man knows the day nor the hour. So a good time to give your life to Christ is right now. You may be saying, how do I do that? The Bible says, if you can confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, what am I confessing? That I'm a sinner in need of a savior. That that savior is only Jesus Christ. And that not only that, that savior is only Jesus Christ, but I'm going to allow this savior to now lord over my life. If you can make that declaration, you can be saved. If you want to be saved, I'm not going to pray for you now, but send us a message on Facebook. Facebook, send us a message in our email at churchoffice at waytemperbay.org. Because the Bible says we should make our election and our calling sure. We'll make sure this this, um, decision you made is sure. Somebody will connect with you and we'll walk you through this journey. I also believe that we're all family. We all family, right? This all church family in the house. We all members. Amen. Um, And uh, so if you want to join our church and you want to be in fellowship with our church and you're saying, I feel a level of connection to this church. Do likewise. Send us a message on Facebook or send us a message to our email. Amen. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.